65-yard touchdown run by Sam Florell. He's already had two dynamic runs. It looked like they had him caught up at the line of scrimmage. He just kept fighting. Tonight, the D1 State playoffs kick off in Sutherland as the Sailors welcome in the Amherst Broncos. High School Football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Amherst now has it first and 10 at the 18. Stoke Brand, time rolls to his right. Now throws over the middle. Wide open is Esperson at the 10. He gets to the 5. He gets to the end zone. Touchdown, Broncos. Amherst is 2-0 all-time against Sutherland in the playoffs, but will need to snap a four-game losing streak to keep their season alive. It's the Broncos and the Sailors coming up next, but first it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio's Mark Baldwin live from Sutherland right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Like their page and be the first to take advantage of their low prices and friendly service. Order online at BigEyeSpinnerBaits.com or call 308-746-6984 for the bait that makes the fish jump right on your hook. Thank you for calling Blah 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 Insurance Company. For Do you need transmission repair on your four-wheel drive truck or SUV? How about your two-wheel drive or front-wheel drive vehicle for work or school? Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions. Over the years, TBK Transmissions has repaired thousands of four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, and transfer cases, foreign or domestic. Put your trust in TBK. The only way is TBK. 2520 Avenue Q or online at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions. We get up early to dice, simmer, fry, and mix. Nachos made from scratch with jalapenos, cilantro, and our homemade ranch dressing. Chicken ranch nachos in three flavors made fresh for our friends at Amigos. All right, let's go. Amigos Boneless Wings presents their starting snack backs. Number 16, garlic parmesan. Number 22, buffalo. Number 5, mango habanero. And number 81, sweet barbecue. And it's wings for the win at Amigos King's Class. Gary Michaels Clothiers is celebrating, celebrating 35 years of business in Hastings and five years in downtown Kearney. Celebrating you, our terrific customers who have made us so successful. Take 35% off all in-stock suits and sport coats, 25% off all men's and ladies' clothing, an additional 20% off all clearance clothing and shoes, door prizes for a new suit, Brighton purse, and so much more. Come celebrate at Gary Michaels Clothiers in downtown Hastings and Kearney. Yeah. Good. Justin, how are you doing? Doing very well. Excited that the playoffs are here, and I know that you are too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's been a goal for us all year, and it's good to uh, get an opportunity. Great to get an opportunity to play in the postseason, and even better if you get an opportunity to host a game in the postseason. Yeah, we uh, someone hasn't hosted for a while, so it's... Uh, Kind of on new ground, but our kids are definitely excited for the challenge. Definitely a bunch of boys that are due for uh, uh, hosting a playoff game and a playoff game in general. For sure. Um, our kids have worked extremely hard. We really challenge them this offseason uh, to work harder than they've ever worked before and to be a better teammate than they ever had before. And 
the seniors really stepped up and took that challenge, and the uh, younger classmen did a really nice job of following their lead. Now, Coach Geyer, it's been a few weeks since we covered you. We did cover you a few times during the regular season, uh, but take us through the last couple weeks of the regular season for you and the boys. Well, well our kids have just shown up with a, uh, a good work ethic and have just wanted to get better each day at practice. And we've really seen a growth in team unity and confidence over the course of the past couple of weeks. Um, and it's it's starting to show, so that's exciting. And uh, we'll see what it leads to tonight. Now fast forward to tonight, like you mentioned, you have Amherst coming to town. What do you expect uh, with the opponent this evening? Well, they're a very talented team. They uh, have played eight playoff teams, so they're battle pace. Um, they are multiple on offense. They'll come out with the in the I formation. The next play, they'll go four wide. So uh, we definitely have our hands full, and we've been prepping all week, and we're looking forward to the challenge. It's definitely going to be a challenge, but you have a great bunch of boys out on that field, and they are ready for the challenge ahead of them. For sure, for sure. Our uh, seniors have done a really nice job this week of preparing and kind of setting the tone of how they wanted this week to look and how they wanted game night to look, and uh, hopefully we're ready to go. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time and wish you and the Sailors best of luck this evening. All right, thank you, Tristan. We uh, really appreciate your coverage. Glad to have you and the boys covered, and as long as you keep on winning, we'll have you and the boys covered. So keep on winning, Coach. Hey, that sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> sounds like a great plan for the both of us. We'll have more pregame coverage coming up right after this on the Hawk 98.5. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center, specializing in you. This is Bob from B&B Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring, but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience. Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at B&B, and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go. Ag Explorer International is providing the agriculture industry with the highest quality products at the best value, like NutriPak with its state-of-the-art chemistry. NutriPak increases growth activity in the four major parts of plant development, roots, stems, leaves, and fruit. If it is green and grows, NutriPak is a product for you. Contact Mid-Nebraska Chemical for a dealer in your area to get synergized NutriPak and Enzone from Ag Explorer. 308-468-6206. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up, and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Back in Sutherland. 
both teams out on the field. It's a beautiful, beautiful evening for football. Very little wind. That will not make much of a difference in this game. And let's talk about these two teams and give you an idea of how they ended up in the playoffs. First off, for the uh, Sailors, they are 7-2 and two on the year, and they went 5-1 and one in their district. Uh, they uh, opened up the year with a loss to South Loop, 30-22, to 22, and then they came back with a win over Paxton, 28-22, and they defeated uh, Southwest, 44 to 12, Baird 46 to 14, lost a tough one to Hemingford 34 to 28, defeated Perkins County 54 24, Kimball 44 26, and then beat Morrill 60 to 12, and that uh, gives them their seven and two record. Their only two losses again to South Loop and Hemingford. Amherst uh, is a record of three and five. They started out the year with a uh, win over Ravenna, 58 to uh, 14. In fact, they uh, started off the season, well, excuse me, with a loss, 58 to 14. But then they won three in a row. They beat Bertrand, 28-22. Then they uh, defeated Arapaho, 37-14, and then down Ensley Litchfield, 60 to eight. Then on September 28th. They played unbeaten Burwell and uh, got beat 41-0. to They lost to Elm Creek 28-22. They lost to Arcadia Loop City 53-40. to And in a close game, they lost to South Loop 14-0. to So they're coming in on a four-game loss. These two teams uh, played uh, in the early 2000s uh, in a playoff game. And uh, uh, Amherst is 2-0 and against Sutherland, as a matter of fact in the 2000s so far. Uh, but maybe this year, uh, as they look at the record, Sullivan feels they have a pretty good chance as they come into this game to uh, break that record and turn things around. So the teams are out on the field. We will uh, come back after this uh, two-minute break, and we'll take a look at the starting lineups here as we continue coverage of Class D1 high school football action. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Husker football left you scratching your head? The Big Rack Shack and Carney can't help you with that, but they can help you with all your powder coating needs. With the area's largest powder coating oven, they can powder, well, just about anything. Whether it's automotive parts, lawn furniture, railings, ag equipment, they do it all. Give the Big Rack Shack a call today, 308-234-4464 for all your powder coat needs. 
Brian Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. Your friendly Friesen Ford in Aurora is your destination for sales, service, and parts. Friesen Ford has the vehicle you want right on their lot with a wide variety of vehicles to choose from in their friendly sales staff to assist you in a low-pressure environment. Come experience the friendly Friesen Ford difference for yourself today in their state-of-the-art facility located 20 miles east of Grand Island, just off of I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com for sales, service, parts, press your friendly Friesen Ford team. Streams of DVD quality at 60 gigabytes. We reserve the right to review your account for usage in violation of Straight Talk's terms and conditions. Duralast batteries are proven tough to perform in temperatures of 140 degrees and 40 below zero. Because when you can start in extreme conditions, you can start in everyday conditions, like running late for work, a broken alarm, creepy parking spots. Duralast, proven tough and only at AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. I'll take more of this, please. Browns running back Duke Johnson, who relative to the past couple of years has a very small part of the Cleveland offense, is seeing a rookie, Nick Chubb, get the carries he used to get. But he continues to stay positive, not just positive, but embraces the idea of helping and mentoring the younger players. This from an article today in the Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. Now, he did sign a three-year, $15 million deal back in March, but still, imagine a guy who was a stud in high school, a stud at Miami, and at one point was the main back on the Browns, embracing the role of mentor and saying, quote, 100%, I want to be here still. And for the record, while Duke says he embraces mentoring the younger players, can we please remember, Duke Johnson is 25 years old himself. Wow. With the ESPN Radio Sports Beat, I'm Dari Noka. Both teams being introduced. Good crowd on hand for this first-round game. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Doug Brown with breaking news from the NBA. The Houston Rockets are still trying to get Jimmy Butler from the Timberwolves in a trade. The Rockets' latest offer includes four first-round draft picks, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Talks around the players that would be involved are fluid, but Houston is in an absolute win-now mode. They would like to trade for Butler and then re-sign him to a max deal this summer. That's because Butler can be a free agent at the end of the season unless he signs a new deal. James Harden will miss at least the next two Rockets games with a strained left hamstring. Kevin Love of the Cavaliers is out for tonight's game against the Pistons with a sore left foot. After a travel day, the World Series is at Dodger Stadium tomorrow for Game 3. The Red Sox lead the series two games to none, and they'll start Rick Porcello against L.A.'s Walker Bueller. Our Game 3 coverage starts at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Two Tampa Bay Rays coaches become managers today. Rocco Baldelli takes over the Twins. Charlie Montoyo gets the Blue Jays' job. 
In the NFL, the Jaguars could be without three of their top four cornerbacks for Sunday's game in London against the Eagles. A.J. Boye and Tyler Patman are already out. D.J. Hayden isn't likely to play either. Jets coach Todd Bowles clarifies today that running back Bilal Powell's neck injury is not career-threatening. Powell will have surgery and miss the rest of this season. Week 8 kicks off tonight in Houston. The Texans have won four in a row as they host the Dolphins. Coming up on a football Friday, can the Raiders rectify their rough patch? And the more things change, do more things stay the same for the Patriots? Plus, we break down how this weekend could affect the first college football rankings next week. Goal can we go? Football Friday, 6 Eastern, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Welcome to Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio. That's right, it's Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80, Sarah Spain and Jason Fitz, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're all caught up in our Eli Manning conversation, don't worry, we're getting back to it with Mike Sando a little later in the show. We'll keep you... Um, we'll keep you updated on uh, that that conversation. But something broke during our show, so we got to bring in an expert to talk about it. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, joining us on the Shell Penzo performance line. And Bobby, what's your initial reaction to the news that the Rockets are trying to acquire Jimmy Butler from the Timberwolves for four future first round <laughs> picks? Uh, my initial reaction was I had some bad flashbacks from that Brooklyn-Boston trade <laughs> that I was part of in 2013 that I think there was three or four first-round picks. But I think this is a little bit different because you've got uh, Chris Paul, James Harden under contract for the long haul. And if you acquired Jimmy Butler, um, you know, the likelihood is that he would be you know, committing to you when he becomes a free agent. Um, how the picks work, you can't trade them in back-to-back years, so you have to yeah, it would basically be 2019, 21, 23, and 25. Um, you have to do it within a seven-year window to do so. Um, and the likelihood is that they'll probably be unprotected here. Um, so that is a big haul. I think if you're Minnesota, you have to look at um, is yeah, you know, 2023 and two, 2025 when these players are older and are likely not under contract, is that – does that create value to you um, from a player standpoint? You know, you got to send back about $16 million in contract. Um, if you take away, take out Eric Gordon and PJ um, Tucker, then you're looking at players like Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris. So I, and I think it defeats the purpose. If you're, if you're Tom Thibodeau, where you're trying to win right now, because the players don't help you win now, but the, the, the you know, the first round picks help you protects you, you know, in, in the future. You mentioned, Bobby, that the the picks are unprotected. For everybody listening, break down why that what that means and why it's significant. Yeah, I mean, it, so basically, you can't you can protect it. Um, you know, you can protect it. Let's say one to fourteen. So if Houston falls in the lottery, um, they would retain it. The only thing is, is that usually you see uh, picks that are rolled over each year, and in this case, it can't because you can't be traded in back to back seasons here, and you only have a seven year window to do so. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if you're trading, and I, you know, hey, I was part of that Brooklyn-Boston trade. When you're when, when you're p- trading out picks that far along, and you don't have protection on it, I mean, that's a, you know, that's the roll of the dice here. Um, you know, especially in 2023, we don't know where that Rocket team is going to be then. 
um, in, in 2025. But, you know, you've got Daryl Morey as a general manager, one of the smartest in the league. Um, so I think that's kind of what you have to weigh if you're, um, if, if you're Minnesota right now. If, it, if you could, if there was no restrictions here, then I think you would probably see some protection. But you're likely looking at four unprotected first-round picks, and that's probably – as good of a deal that you are, you're, you're facing right now if you're Minnesota, which really doesn't have much leverage. Talking to Bobby Marks on the Shell Penzo performance line, you mentioned Tom Thibodeau, and obviously this is a guy who is trying to hang on to his job right now, and losing his best player is not ideal, especially if what's coming back won't pay off for many years to come. Is there anyone there who can check on Thibodeau in terms of making decisions that are right for the organization and not for his job status? I, I think this will be an ownership call here, Sarah. I, I really do. And I know that they've given Tom full power, but if you are Glenn Taylor, their owner, and you have the opportunity to get four first round picks for a player who has no desire to stay with you come next summer, I think that's best that has, you have to seriously consider that, uh, you know, unless you start to weigh what Miami had offered, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, if, if, if does Josh Richardson give you more value then, you know, two picks that are going to probably be in the late 20s, and then we don't know where those other two picks, then maybe you start lining up what the two offers are going to be here. But, yeah, I, I think this is going to be um, an ownership decision where he is, uh, Glenn Taylor, the owner, is going to have to sign off on that because you are looking at what, you know, as I said, you know, it, it, it's that, you know, helps you, you know, the Miami deal helps you short term. This deal helps you long haul in the long haul down the road, you know, with based on where these picks are going. We're talking to ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks on the Shell Penzo performance line on the heels of the reports that at this point the Rockets are offering four first-round draft picks to the Timberwolves for Jimmy Butler. And you mentioned earlier, Bobby, leverage. One of the things we've heard so much is that the Timberwolves blew their opportunity to get the most for Jimmy Butler by not doing this trade over the summer. When you hear four first-round draft picks, how does that compare as a whole to what you think they could have gotten had they done this deal earlier? And you know, and I and I said this, Jason, a couple of weeks ago, right when we started this, you know, the season, that for Minnesota, you almost have to sit tight because there'll be a time during the season when a team like Houston, who maybe has gone off to a one and three start, or a team that struggled, where the offer that they might have offered during the summer will get a lot better here in November, maybe even come December here, because you are now in a win now mode. You're not in that. You're not in that um, that mind frame in July and August here. So I, I think. What you're seeing from Houston with four first-round picks, I don't see that that as being an offer that we would have seen this past summer. So I think if you if you're going to give Minnesota credit, maybe it would be for holding out for the best um, deal out there. Um, if this is the best deal that you think you can get, then I think you jump on it right now and you go ahead and do it, even if you're taking back some contracts that are not going to help you because. I don't think it will get much better when we get closer to the trade deadline when Butler is probably more just a, more just a, than a rental. Sarah Spain and Jason Fitz. It's Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio talking to Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider. You can follow him on Twitter at BobbyMarks42. Kind of haven't really got into the Rockets side of this. It's very early in the season. They do look to be like less of a team than last year. If they're looking over at the Warriors, Warriors and Daryl Morey is sticking to his guns on the only reason to play is to try to beat the Warriors. Is that, is that enough motivation to give up as much as they're willing to? Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's pushing all his chips to the middle. Basically, he's giving up, you know, his all his assets with the hope that Butler can push them over the top. And if you don't have to give up an Eric Gordon or a PJ Tucker, I think that pushes them certainly closer to 
uh, where, where Golden State is going going to be. And I think that's probably the real realistically that's the way that you are going to have to do you know by by a trade here. So um, I give Daryl credit. I mean, there are a lot of general managers out there that have, are scared of this Golden State team that have sat on their hands for the last two or three years and are kind of willing to wait, you know, the, the Curry, the Durant, the Thompson, the green era to kind of, you know, give it a three or four year window and then rebuild there. But Daryl, as you guys have seen, he's been aggressive every year um, trying to top that team. And I, I think, I don't know if the one three record really kind of parlays into that because it, we are so early in the year and Chris has been suspended. Chris Paul has been suspended the last couple of years, but I think he sees an opportunity where it's been quiet on the Butler front um, you know, this is the best that he can offer, uh, you know, with first round picks compared to maybe what some of, some of these other teams can do. Yeah. If they add Jimmy Butler, where do they finish in the West in your mind? Oh, I'm never going to bet against Golden State. <laughs> I'm not. I just can't. Um, you know, but they would have, you know, if it, if it is a package of um, Brandon Knight or Marquise Chris and you can retain your depth and basically now you have Eric Gordon and you have Tucker and you have, um, Carmelo coming off your bench. I mean, it certainly gives you a good one, uh, you know, close to, uh, you know, that any team will get to Golden State. But it's going to be expensive. That's the other thing. I mean, that payroll will jump through the roof next summer if Butler is retained because you basically have three players that are going to make, you know, hundred and you know, $110, $120 million. Awesome stuff, Bobby. Hey, thanks so much for making time for us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, Bobby. NBA front office insider Bobby Marks on the Shell Penzo performance line. Get triple action protection for optimal engine performance with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. If you're saying that's too much to give up, I guess they just have to look across the states of the Cowboys and ask them about that Amari Cooper deal, right? Mm-hmm. Coming up, the Red Sox <laughs> celebrated the 2004 World Series win last night, but somebody's invitation must have gotten lost in the mail. Or did they just save the postage and not send it at all? It's coming up next. Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio. The Red Sox went 4-2 and have taken the two games here at home to start the World Series. It's huge, especially going to, you know, L.A. now. That's their house, uh, their fans. So to get that advantage going over there is big. This is Spain and Fitz. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-687-5192. That's 800-687-5192. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-687-5192. Your home for every game of Major League Baseball's postseason. I just have a weird feeling that he might homer here. Ooh. A changeup, if it's not exactly where it needs to be, can get hit hard. Here's the 2-0 on the way, and a swing and a ball hit hard to left center field, and it's gone! He did it, and he did it on a changeup! How did you know that was going to happen? I have ESPN. <laughs> ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is Will Kane. 
What's the definition of a good fan? Like you could say, obviously I think, thick and thin, good or bad, that's a good fan. But do you incentivize bad decisions, reward them with your money, no matter the product on the field? Is it better to be a Fairweather fan? Like, they're not going to be there for you if they don't put out a winning product. Like, what's the end goal? What's the best fan base to be? Because I got something controversial to say, something that will show my broadcasting Marconi-level objectivity here. I think the best kind of fan might be, but you're listening to your phone. Billy, they're there, good or bad. If it's bad, they just let you know about it. They're going to be in the stands booing their own product. I kind of think that might be the answer. The Will Kane Show. Weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The Right Time with Bomani Jones. Kevin Durant handled this now that none of these cats care about how he feels anymore. Balmani, won't, why won't you embrace Kevin Durant and his greatness? I won't embrace him because he wants it so bad. He wants it in a way that is just bizarre. And I really won't do it because we've treated him with kid gloves his entire career. You can listen or subscribe to The Right Time with Bomani Jones on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Bron James. Shaquille O'Neal. From Peabody Award winner Dan Cloris. My name is Alan Madison. Mike Krzyzewski. Magic Johnson. Stephen Curry. A five-night event. I didn't choose it. It chose me. A love story like no other, told through the eyes of legends. So I should know I've loved you all my life. Basketball. A love story. Night 4. Continues Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Presented by GEICO, Metro PCS, and Nike. Baseball's postseason. Season win number 117 is in the books as the Red Sox take a two games to none lead in the World Series. Turning, watching, gone! Now the series heads to Los Angeles for Game 3. Will home field be exactly what the Dodgers need? Game 3 of the Red Sox and Dodgers. Tomorrow at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Presented by AutoZone. against the Dodgers. They're up 2-0 in the World Series. But there's another interesting story coming out of last night. It's Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Sarah Spain and Jason Fitz. And it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. Before the game yesterday, the Red Sox decided to honor the 2004 World Series team, having a couple pivotal members of that squad throw out the first pitch before the game. David Ortiz, Pedro Martinez, Kevin Millar, Tim Wakefield, Jason Veritek, uh, a couple others, including even Dave Roberts, who played with Boston in 2004, got a big cheer. But Kurt Schilling, notably absent, of course, played a huge role in that comeback against the Yankees on the route to the World Series, and uh, he's not too happy about it. Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe reached out to the Red Sox, who said to him, we did not reach out to him but it was not out of spite. It was originally just going to be Pedro and David and Wake and Millar, but we heard from a few others, and they're included. 
What's your first reaction to this, Fitz? This is really tough, right? I mean, my first reaction when I saw it was, how could you not include him? And that that's the baseball mind coming in saying, how could you not include somebody that even if you're not a big baseball fan, you, you think of that year, that series, you think of the bloody sock, you think of Schilling, right? I mean, it, it's, it's such a, a huge part of what we remember from that era of baseball. How do you not involve him in the conversation? But then you have to also take the other side of it and say, how could the Red Sox involve him in the conversation? And that's when it gets a lot more complicated. Here's Bomani Jones today on High Noon weighing in on the debate. You cannot avoid or ignore the impact Kurt Schilling had. Like, to me, he is a no-brainer Hall of Famer. To me, he is the defining face and image of this 2004 team. If you want to go advanced numbers, he had the highest war on the team. It feels weird, the idea that you would celebrate that team and that Kurt Schilling would not be there. But he'd get on the internet and start saying That's stuff, and it's hard That's for some people thing. to handle that, right? And it has totally obscured one of the great pitching careers of my lifetime. And uh, Schilling, by the way, responded on Facebook, including, uh, I can wake up tomorrow and peek at the three World Series trophies or put on the three World Series rings and know what was and is. I don't need a ceremony to know what we did that year. But he did also say... No, I didn't get invited. I didn't get snubbed. I just didn't get an invitation from a few weak men, in, parent, in uh, quotations, who've spent their entire lives paying and watching other men achieve. So he's uh, he's not lashing out exactly, but certainly not happy about the decision. And to Bamani's point, um, Fitz, I completely agree that it is very difficult to have an event honoring the 2004 Boston Red Sox without Kurt Schilling without acknowledging what he did for that team and what a huge role he played and his career in general as one of the greats. But what's difficult is how to reconcile who he was for that team and who he's become. Because if you are an inclusive company like the Red Sox, and if you want to preach an atmosphere where everybody is welcome, it is very difficult to invite someone who is publicly taken shots at trans people who has compared Muslims to Nazis. I can almost guarantee you that there are trans people and Muslim people who work for the Red Sox. And said, well, you should have just gone to medical school. So at that point, I went back through medical school. It's kind of what I've always wanted to do. One of the things that kind of attracted me to Mary Lanning, you see that they take good care of people. I've always wanted to practice in a smaller town. And Mary Lanning had all the qualities that we were searching for in our job and our location and where to raise our children. And I think Hastings was the perfect fit for us. This is where we were supposed to be. I'm Brent Hood, orthopedic surgeon, Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Amherst Class D1 State High School football playoff action here in Sutherland. The Broncos, and it is a roller picked up at around the 22 by Peyton Copeland, and Copeland gets tripped up by Josh Klingelhofer, the freshman. So the Sailors will start their second possession. At their own 28-yard line. And I believe 
4.43 left to go in the first quarter. Dallas under center. Hands it off here on the near side, and we got a flag coming in way from the back, the back judge. I mean, it was clear down at the 35. He saw a hold. Handoff was to Connor Floyd. And the back judge comes running in to tell the official what he saw. Lots of discussion going on here. He's going to wave it off. So, no flag. And no gain. So, second down and 10 for the Sailors. Again, they're at their 28-yard line. Near hash mark. Dallas under center. They'll go I formation. One tight end just to the near side here. Dallas is going to roll out, throws it down the field, and it is incomplete. There was coverage by Esperson, and their intended receiver was Noah Holmes. Pass was a little over his head anyway, but there was coverage. Well done by Dominic Esperson. So it's third down and still 10 yards to go. Eight to six. Amherst got the ball first, drove it down the field, but then threw an interception. Honor Floyd ran 60 yards for Sutherland to make it an 8-0 game. Broncos answered back, but missed the extra point conversion. Here's the pitch to Floyd, and he will not get much here. Maybe back to the 30 for a gain of a yard or so. And on the tackle was Jared Ivey. He's a senior for the Broncos. So it's fourth down, about nine yards to go. And we do have 2.55 left to go in the first quarter. So we'll have our first punt for the Sailors. Home. Back to punt. Big rush. He got it away. And it will be Esperson at the 13. And he breaks one tackle, but not after that. Brought down at around the 18 by a host of sailors. Which was led by Austin Lee. So the Broncos get it for the third time here in the first quarter. And they will have it on their own 18-yard line. They started their last two drives on their own 15. So a little bit better, you might say, in field position. 2.33 left to go here in the first quarter. Still brand under center. Hands it off. Esperson. Esperson to the 20 before he was stopped. In on the stop there was Peyton Copeland. And it'll be second down. We'll give them a yard, second and nine. Turned the ball over on their first possession, scored on their second possession. Esperson ran it in from 22 yards out. Second nine. Handoff. Esperson again. Sneaks his way up to the 25. He'll be short of the first down. Looks like that uh, Ben Hafer was in there, a freshman for the stop for the Sailors. Third down, we'll call it about two yards to go. Long time in the huddle for the Broncos. Finally, they come to the line. They'll stay in the eye formation. They need a couple to keep this drive alive. They're on their own 25-yard line, and Esperson gets it. 
it'll be across the line first down marker, and it could be close to the 30-yard line. Ran into a wall of sailors led by Will White. So it's first down and 10. There's six first down here in this first quarter, which is coming down to an end. A little over a minute left to go. They're in the near hash mark. Again, they'll stay in that I formation in time. Handoff Esperson. Oh, not going to get much this time. He was hit in the backfield, but he actually got just with his power up maybe across the line of scrimmage, maybe another yard. But he had Adam Taylor right there on him. I mean, right after he got the football, Taylor was there with him. Second down and a long nine. Eight to six. Sailors lead by two. Pitch this time to Esperson. This time he gets a little bit of an opening on the right side before he is met by Bill White again. And it'll be third down, about six yards to go. Into the final seconds here of the first quarter. They're right in the middle of the hash marks. And they're at their own 34-yard line. Stoke Brand sets them down. He keeps it himself this time, and he will be close to the marker for the first down. He was driven out. And it looks like he was driven out by Bennett Floyd. And he will be short. It'll be fourth and short. Now, they've gone on a fourth and short to four. And I believe that's the end of the first quarter. So at the end of the first quarter, our score is the Sutherland Sailors 8, Amherst Broncos 6. We're back at 60 seconds. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Welcome to the 56th Street Sinclair Plaza. We're locally owned and operated, offering you all the snacks, drinks, and quick grab food you could need for a short trip across town or a road trip. Fuel up and wash the car with our fully automated car wash. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. The 56th Street Sinclair Plaza is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes. 56th Street Sinclair Plaza, obviously located on 56th Street in Kearney. Broncos are going to go for it fourth down and about a yard to go and then the Broncos call timeout so we have the quarter break and then the Broncos call their first timeout each team has called one timeout here in this uh, first half and the Broncos maybe didn't uh, like the way they were going to be set up for uh, that uh, fourth down and one. They've gone fourth and one before and made it. But this time, maybe they weren't as confident, so they called the timeout. Tonight's scoreboard brought to you by Sandhills State Bank, your financial partner in the Sandhills and the most committed brand in banking. Find them at sandhillsstatebank.com. We're stopping at 803 South Dewey in North 
flat. Lawrence Nelson leads Juanita Palisade. No, excuse me, that's a final now, 38-8. to Clearwater Orchard over Brady, 36-0 to at halftime. Mullen leads Haxton, 6-0 to in the first quarter there. Fourth down and a yard to go for the Broncos. Now moving left to right. The sun is in their eyes. This time it's a pitch back to Stoke Brown. The quarterback, as they were playing, you might call the Wildcat, and he gets the first down easily across the 40 down to about the 32-yard line of Sutherland. So that will be the second first down in this uh, drive. And they convert, they convert another fourth down and a yard. So it's first and 10 at the Sutherland 33-yard line. Handoff up the middle. It's the first time we've seen the fullback run with it. Usually Esperson, the, the I-back. This time the fullback ran it, and that was Sam Holland, I believe. And he gets... A good five yards. It's second down, about five yards to go. Again, the wind not a factor this evening. This just, and I may have mentioned this many times before, but you couldn't ask for a per- better than perfect night that we have tonight for high school football, especially state playoffs. Here's a sweep. This is uh, someone also new. This is Isaiah Shields, a junior, and he gets a big sweep over here on the near side down to about the 15-yard line. And it'll be first down for the Broncos. Another first down. And they're going to put it at the 14-yard line of Sutherland. The ground game going well for the Broncos. And again, their quarterback is Kalen Rohde. He pitches it over here to Shields. And Shields this time is caught behind the line. Holman's in there. So is Bennett Floyd, and he loses a yard, so it's second down and 11. In Stoke Brand, haven't seen him since he ran that first down. The quarterback is Kalen Rohde, the 5'10 sophomore who came in. We've seen him at quarterback, but normally he's just in there to throw the ball or do something. This time they hand it off to Esperson and he slides down to about the 15. So there's still about third and 11 yards to go. Almost Stoke Brand. Yeah, he's injured on the sideline. He's getting up now. And it looked like maybe he did something when he got that first down. He punched the ground, but I thought maybe he was frustrated about something, but it looked like he got hurt. Now a pass over the middle. That's going to be incomplete. It was... Intended for Drew Freeze and good coverage back there. I think that was White. So it's fourth down and 11. And it was coverage by Ty Monius, who it was. So they're going to go for it. They're deep in Sutherland territory. Brody back to pass again, looking. Pumps once. Now he's in trouble. Rolls out here to the near side. Looks downfield, and it is caught in the end zone. Touchdown, Broncos. It is a 14-yard pass to Colton Vabra.
comes up with the 14-yard touchdown. Makes the score 8-12. to 12. Amherst on top. The conversion shields to the left side, and he will get in for the conversion. And it's 8-14 to 14 as Shields gets in to convert the conversion. So now the Broncos score on their third possession of the first half. And they take the lead, 14-8. to eight. We're back in 30 seconds. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Back in Solomon, Mark Baldwin with you here this evening in this Class D1 first round playoff game. We'll take a look at the uh, the brackets here in this uh, D1, but right now, the Amherst Broncos, with a very good third possession, have taken the lead for the first time, 14-8. to eight. This will be Sutherland's third possession coming up now. And the kick goes into the end zone. So Sutherland will take it over on their own 15-yard line. And we have... 9.29 left to go here in the uh, first half. Sutherland moving right to left. Douse, the quarterback, will bring him up. Eye formation. Hands it off to the fullback, who goes straight up the middle to about the 20. Bennett Floyd on the carry, and then on the stop was Jackson Taubenheim, the sophomore. Winner of this one gets number one seed Burwell or number 16 seed Palmer. That game not too far from starting up in Burwell. Burwell 8-0, and Palmer 2-6. and Second down, about five yards to go. Again, Floyd will get the first down on that carry straight up the middle. Bennett Floyd shields in. No, excuse me. That is Rody in on the stop for the Broncos. First down and 10 for the Sailors. They're on their own 25-yard line. Now they're trying to get down and score and take the lead back. As the sun goes down. High formation, down center center. Long count, hands it off. Oh, right in the backfield, stopped was Connor Floyd. Okay, getting in there real quick for the stop for the Broncos. You can only see one side of his number. I think it was Tobenheim again. So it's no gain, second down and 10. They've had 
one first down on this drive. They're at their own 25-yard line. Oh, and before the snap, we're going to have a flag. It's going to be a delay of game. They didn't get the snap off in time, so that sends them back five yards. Haven't had too many penalty flags here in this first half. It's the first delay of game we've seen, so that makes it second and 15. They're back at their own 20-yard line. Started this drive at their 15, got to the 25. Now back to the 20. Dallas under center. Hitches it back to Floyd. Floyd is in trouble. There's a host of Broncos back there. He's a tough one to bring down. And it takes about three of them. Ivy's in there on the stop. So it's third down. We'll call it about 12, maybe 13 yards to go. It's a big third down for the Sailors. Playing from behind now. Led 8-0. to zero. Led 8-6, to six, and now trail to the Broncos 14-8. Amherst and Sutherland, as I mentioned in the pregame, have met two times before the playoffs in the 2000, 2000s, and they've won them both. So Sutherland trying to break that string. Here's a throw down the field, and it is incomplete. And there's a flag that might be, might be interference, might be holding. Could be holding on Rody. Flag is going to be right at the 35-yard line. It goes against the Broncos. So it is defensive holding against the Broncos. Big break for the Sailors. That will give them a first down. Should be anyway. Right? Yeah. And if they move the... No, it won't. Puts it at the... 32, so now it's third down, though, and about four yards to go. And about three. They need to get to the 35. So down springs it up. Makes it a lot easier third down. Hands it off inside to Floyd, and that one's Bennett. Bennett doesn't get the first down. He stopped short. And on the tackle was Derek John. So we'll call it fourth and a couple. But now a huge fourth down play for the Sailors. Six and a half left to go here in the first half. 14 to 8, Amherst. They look like they're going to punt it. Holmes back there, and he does. Beautiful punt. It'll go into the end zone. No, it won't. It rolls and gets down at the one-yard line. Great punt by Noah Holmes. And they're going to have Amherst take over at their two-yard line. This will be their fourth possession, and now they start in their worst field position, their own two-yard line. That was a great punt by Noah. 6-13 left to go here in this first half. And deep in the their own territory, here comes a handoff. And uh, Esperson gets maybe up to the four. Second down and eight. Again, Stofran, the starting quarterback, got injured on a sweep that he got a first down on a fourth down play. And we've not seen him back. They're still checking him out on the sideline. So 
Kalen Rohde's been the quarterback. Handoff, and they're going to be maybe up to the five. Esperson again was the ball carrier, and Copeland was in on the stop. Third down, we'll call it seven yards to go. Right on their own five-yard line. They need to get to the 12. So big defensive stop here is what the Sailors need. They pitch it to Shields. Shields is going to get the first down. They get up to about the eight, <coughs> maybe the nine-yard line. Excuse me. Copeland, uh, Peyton Copeland once again in on the stop. It'll be fourth down and a good three yards to go. So now a punt coming up for the Broncos, and the Sailors will get it for the fourth time in this first half. Back is Floyd. That's Connor Floyd at his 30. And back deep is Favre. Whoops. Sutherland's going to give him the first down. That's the second time that the Sailors have given almost a first down. The last time it got made a fourth down and long, a fourth down and about less than a yard, and they converted this time. They get it. So the flag on Sutherland, and it's a first down for Amherst. Big break for the Broncos. Tough break for the Sailors. First down at 10 for the Broncos. They have it on their own 14-yard line. Back to pass is Shields, and it's incomplete. Excuse me, Rody. It's incomplete. They were trying to get it to Jaron Potts. Back on the coverage was Jake Lantis. So it's second down and 10 for the Broncos. They lead it 14 to 8. And they just got a break when they looked like they were going to have to punt out of their own end zone. So Rody brings him up, eye formation. Again, a pass over the middle. Rody can't seem anyone. Now he rolls out, and he's going to have to take a hit, and he does, but he'll be brought down by Peyton Copeland all the way back at the one-yard line. Maybe, no, excuse me, make it the five-yard line. No, nope, they're going to stay back at the nine-yard line, almost to the original line of scrimmage. I don't know why the... Yard line, oh, it is. It's third down and about 13 or 14 yards to go. Great defense by the Sailors as Rody had nowhere to throw it to. Rolled out, but still couldn't find anybody. So a big third down play coming up here for the Broncos. Roll out to the other side this time for Rody. Throws it downfield. He's got a man. It's caught at the 30-yard line. It was brought in by Jaron Potts, and he gets the first down. They'll put it down at the 34, first down and 10. That's the second first down on this drive. One was on a penalty flag for Sullivan. This one, a pass from Rody downfield. And now we're going to have a timeout. The Sailors will call their second timeout here in the first half. We have three minutes and 12 seconds left to go. In the first half, our score is Amherst 14 and Sutherland 8. It's the Class D1 State High School Football Playoffs, and we're back in 30 seconds. Locally owned and operated in Sutherland, Nebraska. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. 
They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. Down in 10 for the Broncos. The Sailors called their second time out here in the first half. Six minutes, or excuse me, three minutes and 12 seconds left. 14 to 8. The Broncos have it. And this time they tried a inside handoff. It went nowhere. In fact, Rody just kept it himself and fell down and got about a yard. So it's second down and a long nine. They're over on the far hash mark. They're moving left to right. Sun is out of their eyes. The sun is down now. Rody under center. Hands it off. Esperson up to straight up the middle. And he well, gets it up before he stopped by Jake Lannis. Gets it up to about the 38-yard line. Their own 38-yard line. So it's third down and five. Rody under center. They'll stay in the eye formation. He wants to throw it. He looks down the field. He's got a man down there, and it is incomplete. Hawks again was the intended receiver, and the uh, defender was uh, Noah Holm. Also back there was uh, Lantis. So it's fourth down again. This is their second fourth down in this drive. They had to, They went to punt the last time, and Drew Sutherland offside and got the first down, but this time it looks like they will go ahead and try it to punt it again. Standing at his 25, Bob Ray is. High punt. Floyd has it at the 14, comes over here to the 20, breaks back up to the 25, 30. Oh, he's finally brought down. Nice return by Floyd. And on the stop was uh, Derek John. Connor Floyd gets it across the 30. First down and 10 is where Sutherland will have it at their own 30-yard line. At 2.02 left to go in the first half to try to take back the lead. Down center center. Stay in the eye. Both teams pretty much have stayed that way the whole game. Whoa. Dallas almost slipped. He throws the ball. It's intercepted. And it is going to be a touchdown for the Broncos, unless his knee was down, but I don't think so. It was a sort of a pass, and Jaron Potts, as Dallas was going to the ground, picked it up in midair and ran it in. Call it a 25-yard run because he was about five yards in the uh, Dallas was back for the touchdown, and now it's eight to 20. A, uh, we'll explain it here in a second. Here's the conversion. They flip it over to Esperson, and Esperson trying to get into the end zone will not. So the two-point conversion is no good. 
and the score remains Amherst 20 and Sutherland 8. And we have 1 minute and 53 seconds left to go in the first half. We're back in 30 seconds. For all your custom slaughtering and meat processing, call Belchner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belchner Custom Meats has everything you need to fill your freezer with locally raised beef and pork. From steaks, roast, and hamburger, why go anywhere else when you have the best meat right here in Amherst? Belchner is a very proud supporter of all of our youth and their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in and out of the game. Twenty-yard line. One forty-one left to go here in the first half. Brody rolls out to the backfield, throws it. It's caught at the fourteen and brought down at the ten by Sam Hollander, the freshman. And that will be—is it enough for a first down? Yep, first down. Hollander was wide open, so it'll be first and goal because they're just inside the 10-yard line. Rhodey sets them down, flips it over to Esperson here on the near side, rolls inside the middle, across the five to about the three. The Broncos trying to take command of this first half with 115 and counting. They lead it 20 to 8. In the first round of the Class D1 State High School Football Playoffs here in Sutherland, Nebraska. Sutherland has not hosted a playoff game for many, many, many years. And now the last timeout of the first half is going to be taking, taken 
by Sutherland. So they will be out of timeouts, but there's not that much time left anyway here. Now they say it was uh, Am- Amherst. So I don't know which side it was, but somebody called the timeout. It'll be second and goal for the Broncos, and they'll be at the Sutherland five-yard line. Let's step quickly into the Rascaland National Bank Sports Desk, and we'll check on some uh, other scores in uh, the playoffs going on across the state in Class D1 and D2. Mullen leads Paxton, but it's a close game in the second quarter, 14-6. to Mullen is on top. Medicine Valley leads Garden County, 8-0. to uh, Clearwater Orchard now ahead of Brady, 48 48- to six. Juanita Palisade was beaten by Lawrence Nelson earlier today, 38-8. to eight. Some of the scores there in D2. Earlier today, let's see here, anybody in, um, no, nobody uh, except for, uh, and Burwell's game hasn't kicked off. The winner of this game gets Burwell. So the Broncos hands it off, and it was uh, carried and stopped by Holm at the three. So it's third down and goal. They flip it to Esperson. Esperson is head down, and he will be. And they're going to stop the clock. It's just short of the goal line. Good stop by Noah Holm. So the Broncos will have it fourth down and goal from the one-yard line, just inside the goal line. Sutherland calls timeout. They want to uh, make sure they stack up the uh, defense there to keep the Broncos out of the end zone with 29.4 seconds left to go here in the first half. So this would be uh, huge for either team. The Broncos can punch it in. They will uh, give themselves a pretty good-sized lead going in at halftime. If the Sailors can keep them from going into the end zone, that might give them a little more confidence heading in to the second half. Again, Sullivan comes in 7-2 and two on the year. Amherst came in with a record of, or excuse me, 6-2, and two, my fault. And um, Amherst came in with a record of 3-5. and five. Here we go for a touchdown before halftime. Brody, under center, keeps it himself. I don't think he's going to get it. I don't know. The official hasn't blown a whistle. Now they say he's in. So, Brody keeps it himself for a one-yard touchdown run. Didn't think he was going to get in at first, but he kept turning those legs and finally got in. Gives the Amherst Broncos a 26-8 to lead now with 23 seconds left to go. In the first half, here comes a two-point conversion. Inside handoff. A hall, I don't know. He's going to get it. He does not. I don't think that was Holland either. A, uh, yeah, it was. So it will be 26 to 8. Just before halftime, there will be a kickoff here. In this uh, few seconds left to go in the second quarter. And then at halftime, we'll uh, run down this first half 
We'll go down some of the scores, and we'll look at the entire Class D1 bracket. As the state high school football season gets underway in D1 and D2, tomorrow it's D3, a lot of six-man games tomorrow. And then uh, the upper classes get away also this weekend. Back deep for the Sailors will be Floyd and Floyd. It'll be Bennett Floyd and uh, Noah Holm back there. Getting back to uh, kick it away will be Jaron Potts. Caught some big passes in this first half for the Broncos. Kicked. Deep again, but I believe it's returnable. Holmes has it at the 10, 15, far side, 20. Brought down at around the 21, 22-yard line. And they have 14 seconds left to go. They will start on their own 20, right on their own 20. This is the sixth possession of the first half for Sutherland. See what they could do in the little time left here in the first half. Now they trail 26 to 8. They'll move a wide out here. That's the first time we've seen that. Connor Floyd comes out here wide out. Gauss is in the shotgun. Looks back. Going to pass it downfield. He's got a man wide open. Oh, my gosh. And it's dropped by Peyton Copeland. Tough break for Peyton. There was nobody covering him. Just went through his hands. That makes it second down and 10. With about nine seconds left. It was about the 35-yard line. Went right through him. It's all right. We'll see what Dallas does to go back in the shotgun again. This time back to pass. In trouble. Throws it downfield. It'll be picked off. Picked off by Esperson. And that will give the Broncos the ball. With just .2 seconds left at the Sutherland 39-yard line. And they will call. A timeout. They had one left here in this first half. So, it is first down and 10 for the Broncos who have really stiffened up the defense here after that uh, first drive by the Sailors. Father Floyd had a 60-yard touchdown run. And since that time, Sailors have had not much luck against this Broncos defense. And the Broncos offense, after throwing interception their first drive, has come on strong. And again, very strong on the ground. Though the passing game and a few penalties has helped them out in some of the situations here. 
So it's first down and 10, and like I said, just uh, .2 seconds left, so I don't know if they're just going to chuck it down the field, which it looks like they're going to do. Four wideouts, three here on the near side, one on the far side. And Rody back by himself, has some time, has some time. Now he's going to run it, and he'll just get out of bounds. That's the end of the first half with the score. Amherst 26, Sutherland 8. So what we're going to do here is we're going to take a two-minute timeout, two-minute timeout, then we'll come back and uh, take a look at this first half. And, again, we want to remind you that you're listening to the Hawk 98.5 KHAQ North Platte and ESPN 1460 AM KXPN Harney. We're back in two minutes. Buzz's Marine of Kearney wants your used boat this fall. If you bring in your well-loved boat to Buzz's, and it's from 2011 or newer, you get an extra $1,000 added value for your trade-in. Not only that, but your boat's winterization will be on Buzz's Marine. For full details, visit Buzz's at 507 Central Avenue in Kearney or online at buzzesmarine.com to shop the new and used boat selection. This offer expires October 31st. Save on winterization. Save on storage. Save on a new boat. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown Carney for a free estimate. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire, when the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that Barney Insurance, your independent insurance agent, and the company that stands behind them have you covered. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Contact Barney Insurance. Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln, or log on to BarneyInsurance.net. Winter is coming. Does your heater have enough heat in it? Let the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating make sure your heating system is ready. Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Call today and have your furnace or heat pump checked. Our qualified technicians will check over all the mechanisms and make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. Sailors, the home of the Sutherland Sailors, Sutherland, Nebraska. And we had mentioned it was a uh, good start for uh, Sutherland. They jumped out 8-0. to zero. And then... Uh, that was after a uh, interception by the Broncos, who started the football game on their own 15-yard line after the kick went into the end zone. And Amherst had two first downs, but then they threw the interception. And that was actually Rody who had come in, had come in for the starting quarterback, Stoke Brand, but they were kind of alternating there in that first drive. So Sutherland got it on their own 12-yard line after the interception and had a wonderful run by Connor Floyd. He went 60 yards, and it was 6-0 to zero with 7.22 left to go in the opening quarter, and then he ran it in for the two-point conversion. It was 8-0. to zero. So Amherst gets it again the second time of the uh, 
first quarter. And again, they start on their 15-yard line. They ended up getting three first downs and then a 22-yard touchdown run by Dominic Esperson. He's a 5'11 junior, and he uh, made it 8-6 to six with 4.47 left to go in the opening quarter, and their uh, two-point conversion was no good. Sullivan gets the ball back for their second time on their own 28-yard line, and they ended up having to punt. Amherst took it over on their own 18-yard line with 2.33 left to go in the opening quarter. And they uh, went into the second quarter, and then a 14-yard pass from Rody to Vavra made it 12-8 to Amherst. And that was because of a fourth-down conversion um, that they got uh, from... The quarterback who swept around and got that, and that was uh, Stoke Brand, and then was out of the game. And then, a, uh, so then it was fourteen to eight after Shields took it in for the two-point conversion. And the disco light above us here in the press box. It goes off and on, and too close to Halloween for that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. So Sutherland gets it back. They're trailing 14-8 to eight, uh, with 9.29 left to go in the first half. And after a first down, uh, they ended up um, having to punt it, and a beautiful punt by Noah Holm put the uh, Broncos down on their own one yard, make it two-yard line. And it looked like at that time that the Broncos were going to have to punt. They were deep in their own territory. They had a fourth down. They were lined up to punt. And they drew Sutherland offside, which gave them a first down. But after another first down, they ended up having to punt anyway. Sutherland got it on their own 30-yard line. And Dallas, unfortunately, dropped back to pass for uh, the Sailors anyway. And he uh, slipped, almost went to the ground, got, but got his balance. But he was being chased, and so he looked like he was going to throw it uh, out of play to the far sideline. And when he tossed it up in the air coming through at the same time uh, was Jaron Potts. And he picked it up for the Broncos. He ran it into the touchdown for a 25-yard scamper to make it 20-8 to the Broncos. They could not get the two-point conversion. So the Sailors get it for the fifth time in the first half. They start again on their own 20-yard line, but a fumble right on the first snap, uh, and they turned it over. It was uh, recovered by Riley Galloway. Sutherland then, uh, or excuse me, uh, Amherst had it on the Sutherland 20-yard line. And on a fourth down at the uh, one or maybe half-yard line, uh, Rody, who's the quarterback now, taking over for Stoke Brand, who got hurt on that fourth down conversion earlier in the first half, he got it into the end zone to make it 26-8. to Conversion, Sutherland got it back. look at the D1 bracket and then after that we'll take a look at some of the scores in Class D1 uh, earlier today and that are going on right now. And don't forget that at the end of the broadcast we'll name a player from each school 
to be our player of the game, brought to you by Allo Communications. Bench your Internet fumbles, so let Allo carry the ball, and it's a touchdown every time. Get Allo service today by visiting allofiber.com. We'll be back in Sutherland right after this two-minute timeout. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you your local pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season they have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year results start with industry-leading genetics but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields when it's go time work with your local pioneer team to make the most of every acre with pioneer brand corn products Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Welcome back to Sutherland. It's halftime. The Amherst Broncos lead the Sutherland Sailors 26-8. to Let's take a look at the Class D1 bracket. <laughs> Playoff brackets. In some languages, that's easy to say. Uh, Burwell is the number one seed in Class D1. They're 8-0. They're going to be kicking off against uh, Palmer here. In fact, that game should be underway right now. That game's in Burwell. The winner of that. Gets the winner of this one between Sutherland and Amherst, which, as I mentioned, Amherst leads 26-8. Arcadia, Loop City, and Elm Creek are also in this half of the bracket, along with Arapahoe and Hemingford. In the other half of the bracket, it is, uh, or I should say quarter of the bracket, Nebraska Christian, who's also 8-0. They're the number three seed. They are uh, hosting Ainsworth tonight. Neely Oakdale is uh, playing at North Central, and Dundee County Stratton is hosting Cambridge this evening. Ash Ansley Litchfield is playing South Loop. Creighton, which is the number one seed on the other side of the bracket, they are 8 0, and they're hosting Southern tonight. Lord Central Catholic is at Wisner Pilger. Lutheran High Northeast is hosting Elmwood Murdoch. Osceola High Plains is 
down at BDS. That's Bruning, Davenport, and Shickley, and they are also 8-0 on the year. Guardian Angels Central Catholic is uh, hosting Fair Central. Cross County is at Howells Dodge, and Fullerton is hosting Laurel Concord Coldreach. And then East Butler will be at Exeter Milligan Friend, another team at 8-0, and they're the number uh, two seed in that half of the bracket. And we'll take our last two-minute break here before uh, we come back to the second half. When we come back, we'll give you some of the scores that we already have in Class D1. You're listening to the D1 State Football Playoffs, and we'll be back in two minutes. For the last 110 years, Aurora Cooperative has believed that by joining together, farmers can accomplish things they cannot accomplish alone. We know it hasn't been an easy year, but together we have worked hard to make the most of each situation for your farm or ranch. We know that our success shows up in your bushels per acre and rates of gain, but it really becomes reality because of our understanding for your farm. It is measured in your trust in us at Aurora Cooperative. We thank you for your trust and wish everyone a safe and bountiful harvest season. Tougher together, Aurora and you. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. Tonight's scoreboard is brought to you by Sandhill State Bank, your financial partner in the Sandhills and the most committed brand in banking. Find them at sandhillstatebank.com. Stop it at 803 South Dewey and North Platte. Here are the finals in the first round of the Class D1 playoffs. Number four, Hemingford defeated Arapahoe 60-14, to and number three, Nebraska Christian defeated Ainsworth 76-40. to And number one seeded Creighton, Defeated Southern, 82-28. to Lots of scoring in some of those early games. Uh, the games that are underway besides this one, Arcadia Loop City leads Elm Creek 14-0 at half. North Central leads Neely Oakdale in the second quarter, 28-14. Wisner Pilger leads Lord Central Catholic, 20-14 at half. Lutheran High leads Elmwood Murdoch 16-8 in the second quarter. Osceola leads 
Lutheran High, eight. No, no, no. Lutheran High leads Elmwood Murdoch, 16 to eight. Osceola leads BDS, 18-14 at half. Grant Guardians Angels Central Catholic leads their Central, 30-6-0 at half. Howells Dodds leads Cross County in uh, the first quarter, 8-zip. And Fullerton leads Laurel, 14. Actually, that's tied, 14-14 in the first quarter. And then uh, it is... Exeter Milligan Friend leading East Butler 6-0 to in the first quarter. In the game that uh, Tristan Winder is doing here this, this evening, Mullen is still leading Paxton 14-6. to No, excuse me, that's not the game he's doing. He's doing Clearwater Orchard and Brady. 54-20 is the final there. Clearwater Orchard defeats Brady tonight 54-20. to All right, Mullen leads Paxton 14-6. to That's in the third quarter. And Lawrence Nelson defeated Juanita Palisade. These are all D2 scores, 38-8. to Don't forget that at the end of the game, we will uh, be naming the players from each school, the player from each school to be our player of the game, brought to you by Allo Communications. Make sure you can also we'll have the play of the game, brought to you by Swift Auto Center at North Platte. So lots of things coming up in the post game. Right now here at halftime, Amherst 26 and Sutherland 8. It will be Sutherland getting the ball first to start the third quarter. Both teams coming back out to line up. Cool, clear, and crisp. That's what we'll call it this evening. But again, no wind. That makes it very enjoyable for all the fans here. So Southern will be moving left to right to start the second half. Kicking it off will be Potts for the Broncos. And again, their starting quarterback, Old Stokebrand, has not been out Since it looked like he got injured in the first half, keep an eye on that. Holm and Floyd back deep. This one will be to Floyd at around the 10, 15, 20. Back to their far sideline across the 30-yard line. Nice return by Connor Floyd. And Sutherland will start out. Let's see if they put it right on the 30. They will. On their own 30-yard line. Dows, the quarterback. Looks like Floyd and Floyd in the backfield in the eye formation. On the tight end here on the near side. Handoff to Floyd. It's Connor. About a yard carry. Colton Bobber in on the stop. Second down and nine. Both teams have been run-oriented in that uh, first half, but there were passes that especially made a difference, unfortunately, on both ways, interceptions and touchdowns. 
Dowse pitches it. Floyd here on the near side, breaks free, gets it across near the 40-yard line. Good, strong run there by Connor Floyd. <laughs> Stopped by Jared Ivey. The third down, the yard to go. Carried it off here on the near side. Right on the near hash mark. Again, they're moving left to right. Dallas comes in with the play. Kind of runs to the sideline and then comes back to the huddle. We'll set him down. Again, holding the tight end here on the near side in the eye formation. Only need a yard. Hands it off this time to the pullback. That is Bennett Floyd. Bennett Floyd gets the first down. So their first first down here in the second half on their first drive of the second half. I'd like to get this drive down with some points. We've not scored since their opening drive, which came after an interception by the Broncos. Since then, it's been... 26 unanswered points by the Broncos. House flips it off to Floyd. Floyd off the left side. Nice nice run up again in the middle. He's doing a really good job of getting some blocking by the offensive line. Barbara was there. Potts was in there also on the stop. Second down. Step about four. Now they'll call it second and five. The ball is in the Broncos' territory at their 34-yard line. Under, excuse me, Dallas under center. Long count. Hands it off. Straight up the middle. Floyd, he'll get the first down and more. Across the 25 to about the 23-yard line of Amherst. Galloway in on the stop. Riley Galloway, a sophomore for the Broncos, and it's another first down for the Sailors. Their second one on this drive. They are now in the Broncos, we'll call it the 24-yard line, right in the middle of the hash marks. Good opening drive here in the second half for Sutherland. Dallas pitches it to Connor. Connor going to get a touchdown here. He breaks free, and he'll get six. 23-yard run by Connor Floyd. His second touchdown run. In fact, he scored all the points right now for Sutherland. That makes it 14 to 26. And this is the two-point conversion coming up. Dallas under center. Pitches it to Floyd again. Connor puts his head down. Won't get in the end zone, though. So they'll say it's no good. Floyd was just a little short. It'll be 26-14, to 14, so an opening drive for the Sailors comes up with six points. And the Broncos of Amherst will get the ball for the first time in the second half when we come back after this 60-second timeout. Husker football left you scratching your head? The Big Rack Shack and Carney can't help you with that, but they can help you with all your powder coating needs. With the area's largest powder coating oven, they can powder, well, just about anything. Whether it's automotive parts, lawn furniture, railings, ag equipment, they do it all. 
Give the Big Rack Shack a call today, 308-234-4464, for all your powder coat needs. Welcome to the 56th Street Sinclair Plaza. We're locally owned and operated, offering you all the snacks, drinks, and quick grab food you could need for a short trip across town or a road trip. Fuel up and wash the car with our fully automated car wash. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. The 56th Street Sinclair Plaza is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes. 56th Street Sinclair Plaza, obviously located on 56th Street in Kearney. For a lasting impression. Kickoff by Connor Floyd goes into the end zone, and the Broncos of Amherst will start out as they have a few times here this evening on their own 15-yard line. After the scoring drive by the Sailors, 9.08 left to go in the third quarter. So the Broncos get it for the first time here in the second half. They're moving right to left. Quarterback hands it off. Esperson gets it to about the 17. So we'll call it. They're going to give him three. Call it second and seven. Honor Floyd has a long run, 60 for the first drive of the game and another long run in the first drive of the second half for the Sailors and he's been their offense. They pitched it in the backfield and going nowhere with it is Esperson and there was a host of Sailors in there. One of them was Adam Taylor. The other one was Peyton Copeland. Loss of a yard. We'll call it third down and eight. Brody back to pass, flushed out of the pocket, throws it downfield. He's got his man down on the far sideline. That was caught by Sam Hollander. Sam is a freshman for the Broncos, and that's a first down. And they get it up to their own 30-yard line. That's where passing has gotten the Broncos out of some... uh, Third and long and fourth and long. There's a handoff to Isaiah Shields, the 5 day junior, and he goes nowhere. As the Sailors have put a little stop to the running game the Broncos had in the first half. So some adjustments at halftime have made it a little difficult for the Broncos to find some running room. No gain there. Loss of about a half yard. Second down and a long 10. Rody brings them up. They stay in the eye. Rody's going to roll out again. Throws it downfield. He's got his man down there on the far side. It was caught. And this time was uh, Jaron Potts. He has made some big catches for the Broncos. And there was another nice one. And it's a first down at the Sutherland 39-yard line. Second first down. for the Broncos in this drive, which is their first of the second half and, and on the air game. And they did that first half. This time, a little more. 
for Esperson. But not a whole lot, but more than they've had so far on this drive. He got a yard. Again, Taimoni was in there on the stop and some other sailors. Closed up any lanes in the middle. Here comes a pass again by Rudy, and it is caught, and it is down to the 10-yard line. He's trying to get more. It's a fight between him and Will White. Potts was the one who caught it. Potts and White were taking it down the field, and Will White's about getting in trouble for... Maybe a little uh, extracurricular, but they got him back. No flag was thrown. So it'll be first and goal for the Broncos, who are now relying on Rody's arm, and he's put him down there inside the 10. Well, there's a pitch. It's a fumble. It's picked up by Esperson. He rolls out on the far side, gets it back to the line of scrimmage as he runs out of bounds at the nine. So that was uh, a big break for the Broncos as the pitch from Rody to Esperson went over his head. He picked it up after it bounced on the turf, and then he got back to the line of scrimmage, so still second down and goal. Actually, they have it at the 11. Another pitch to Esperson, flag is down. He'll go inside to about the two-yard line. Excuse me, six-yard line. Again, a flag down on the far sideline. See if this goes, it will go against Amherst. It's an illegal shift against the Broncos. So that will bring him back five yards. It'll keep it at second down. But uh, it will bring them back. Let's see. They'll put it at the 16-yard line. It's, so it's second and goal from the 16 near hash mark. They're moving right to left. Brody brings them up. Takes a snap. Look at the pass. Throws it into the corner of the end zone. Got a man wide open. Touchdown. Nope. Nope. Excuse me. It's inside the two. And that uh, was a pass to Colton Vavra. He fell down. looked like he was going to roll into the end zone. But they marked it down after two. So it's third and goal. They're going to say the three. So the Broncos trying to answer back after the opening drive score for the Sailors. Rody under center. Hands it off. Esperson up the middle. I don't think he's going to get it. Well, he breaks free, and then he gets in. Sailors had him, but they got it. Got it. He got away from him. And Noah Holman, and I think it was uh, Copeland, and even Will White had him, but he just got away from him. So Esperson gets a call it a three-yard touchdown run, and they make it 32 to 14. Here's the conversion, a pass by Rody, and it is good. They've not made too many two-point conversions, but this time they do. And it's 34-14. to 14. Amherst back on top by 20. And we have five minutes and 44 seconds left to go 
in this pretty exciting third quarter. Both teams have come out. Both teams have scored. We're back in 30 seconds. Brian Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. We're back in Sutherland as the Broncos answered the Sailors' score. Both teams came out here after halftime, and their offense is working well. But each team's defense is going to have to get a little stingier here. Sullivan has uh, put a kibosh on the Broncos' running game, but their passing game now has taken over. Here comes Jaron Potts with the kickoff over the Broncos. Sabres going to get the ball for the second time here in the third quarter. That one is going to be picked up around the five by home, and he gets up to the 10, still on his feet, to about the 11 or 12-yard line. He was brought down by Jared Ivey. So Sullivan will have it. See where they finally put it down. Looks like the 11. Is there a flag down over there? Looks like they're talking. There's a push in the back against the Sailors. So they will mark off half the distance, I would think. Talking it over with the Broncos. And so they'll take it from the 11. And they'll mark off six to, guess what, five-yard line. That's where the Sailors will start on their own five. With five... So let's see if the Sailors can uh, answer back. Both teams trading touchdowns here in the third quarter. Dallas under center. Now back on their own five-yard line. Handoff. Floyd off the left side. He stood up as he got across the five. So, again, it looks like two. They're going to say that... uh, Derek John was in there, the 6'1 senior on the stop for the Broncos. So it'll be second down and about eight yards to go. Hey, make sure you uh, thank the sponsors of tonight's game. Big Eye Spinnerbaits, Golden Harvest Seed, Mitch White, Willow Creek Embroidery, Copeland Electric, Sutherland Sportsman's Co. Here's the snap, and they pitch to Floyd again. Floyd not going anywhere uh, after he gets near the 10-yard line. In on the stop again was Derrick John. So it'll be third down, about six yards to go. They're at the 10, and they need to get to the 16. Also, um, make sure that uh, we thank Tanner back at the station. He's running the game for us this evening, which is much appreciated. Here's Dallas, and he uh, looks like he was going to keep it himself. Doesn't go anywhere. Actually, it was a handoff to Holm, and Holm was the one brought down right away. So it's fourth down, back to about eight yards to go. 
but it looks like the Sailors are going to have to punt on their second possession. And Amherst is going to get it right back. They'll have to punt, and we have a timeout called by Sutherland. So the Sailors call a timeout with four minutes exactly left to go here in the third quarter. Amherst 34, and the Sutherland Sailors are at 14. We're back in 30 seconds. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. We're back in Sutherland, Nebraska. Sutherland has a fourth down and eight. At their own nine-yard line. They're punting. There's the punt, line drive punt, and that's for some lets to go, and it's going to take a Sutherland roll to the 2019-yard line. So that's where Amherst will take over on their own 19-yard line. This will be their second position in this third quarter. Again, both teams scored on their first drives. Sutherland on their second drive had to punt it away, and that's where we're at right now. Next week... Sub-district volleyball action gets underway. I'm going to tell you here in just a second what is going to be happening about that. But let's get this play in first as Brody sets him down. Esperson gets the delayed handoff, and he sneaks up the middle all the way to about the 25-yard line. Surge of about five or six yards. And that will be... Well, just inside the 25. Bennett Floyd in on the stop, so it's second down. About six yards to go. Stay in the eye, as they have all nine. They broke out in that uh, spread to offense before halftime. There's a nice run off the right side. Ball loses, and Sullivan's got it. Esperson loses it, and the ball is recovered. By Will White. Sutherland looking for that break. And White recovered it. So now the Sailors will have it. They get to start on the 34-yard line of Amherst. Turnovers have played a huge role in this game on both sides. Far hash mark, moving left to right. Dallas will set him down. Pitch back. Oh, nobody's there. Now the ball's loose again, and Dallas has to cover it. Clear back at the 31-32 yard line. So both teams having some issues with the football here. That was a uh, huge loss of about uh, 10, uh, 11 yards. So it's second, we'll say 22, 
They're back at the 34-yard line, their own 34-yard line. 235 left to go here in the third quarter. Sutherland has the football after the fumble by Amherst, but they almost turned it over. So Dallas again under center, hands it off to Floyd off the left side, and he'll break three for about three or four. Looks like it was Sam Holland in there on the stop for the Broncos. Third down and still very long for the Sailors. About 17 yards to go. They're at their own 38-37 yard line. They can see if they can get another, they'll try to get another chunk of it here back. This time, Dallas is going to spend the shotgun. Bennett Floyd next to him. Big rush, throws it down the field. It is caught by Holt, and he'll go in for the touchdown, and that's the way to play it for the Sailors as it's a 42-yard pass play. Dows to Holmes for the touchdown. And just like that, it's Amherst 36. No, excuse me, 34. and 20. Here comes the conversion. They pitch it to Floyd. He can't hang on to it. He's going to pick it up, and he'll get uh, tackled from behind. So it'll say 34 to 20 with a minute 41 left to go in this third quarter. A wild third quarter. The football has been like a hot potato. Nobody's been able to hang on to it. But Dallas makes a beautiful 42-yard pass to Holmes. Noah Holmes, the junior, and he gets it in for the touchdown to make it a 14-point game. And now Amherst will get it for their third time here in this third quarter, which is, uh, as I said, has been... A lot of offense. Husker Radio will have coverage of the D-112 Volleyball Sub-District next Tuesday in Hershey. Number four, Sutherland, taking on number one, North Platte St. Pat's at 4.30. You'll be able to hear it on KODY 1240 AM, 106.1 FM, or on the Cody mobile app. Brady and Leighton Banner County will be the other matchup. They'll cover the entire sub-district that night, all three matches. You can tune in. Here, Tanner Struckman do volleyball on Tuesday night in Hershey. All right. Connor Floyd getting ready to kick it off. The Broncos will get it. They won't do anything with it because Connor kicks it again out of the end zone. So they'll start on their own 15-yard line with 141 left to go in this third. So Sullivan got it first in this uh, half. They went down and scored after trailing 26-8 to at halftime, made it 26-14. Amherst came back and scored. Esperson took it in from three yards out to make it 32-14, to 34-14 after the extra point. There's a sweep by Esperson. He'll be close to the first down. And then Sullivan had to punt. Amherst fumbled it. Sullivan scored after the fumble, and that's where we're at right now. 
gains. He said they stepped. You see, he stepped out. So it's second down and seven, gain of about three at the 18-yard line. Their own 18. Rody under center. Esperson off the right side gets it across the 20 to the 21. They were getting no yards on the ground on their first drive. You know, had to go to the air. In fact, three passing first downs helped them get into the end zone, uh, close to the end zone, and then Esperson took it in for the run, but the two-point conversion was good by a pass. So the pass has been their friend. The ground has been a little tougher. Sutherland's defense has not let them run the ball as much here in this second half. Now he's going to throw it. Rody does, and it is incomplete. So they are could go three and out here. It'll be fourth down, four yards to go, a minute one left to go in the third quarter. So the Broncos will be punting. Back to punt. Lavra, big high punt. 32-yard line, Floyd has it, comes here to the near side, gets it to the 40, he's going all the way down the sideline, jumps one player, gets it back to the 16-yard line. So the Sailors will have great field position. They'll mark it down at the 17. At the Amherst 17-yard line. 47 seconds left to go here in the third quarter. Dallas under center. Hands it off to Floyd off the left side. Picks up a good two or three yards before being brought down by Jared Ivey. Sailors with the touchdown here will really change the momentum of this game. Trailing by 14, and they went in at halftime. Trading, trailing by 18 and again by 20 at one point here in the second half. And now just down by 14 and looking to put some more points on the board. Down under center. Floyd off the left side. Not much there this time. Got to about the 10. So we'll call it third down. We've got to get to the 7. About third and 3. And that ends the third quarter. So we played three, and the score is Amherst 34, Sutherland 20. We'll be back in 30 seconds with the fourth quarter right after this. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. Welcome back. It'll be third down for the Sailors and three for a first down. 
ball right at the 10-yard line of Amherst. Trying to cut this 14-point deficit in half. Here's the handoff, and it is a Floyd all the way across the three to about the two-yard line. So it's a first down and goal for the Sailors. Right about the three or four-yard line. Just underway here in the fourth quarter. Here's the handoff. And in for the touchdown. Connor Floyd runs it in. Just like that, 34 to 26. Trying to make the two-point conversion to make this a six-point game. Bounce, pitches it to Floyd, and he is not going to get in. Just a little short. Oh, and then there's a flag thrown afterwards. So we'll have a little talk about that. And official says it is a unsportsmanlike conduct against Amherst. So that'll go on the kickoff. So the Sailors should get Or what is it? Conversation going on down here. I'm still not sure. Was it against the Broncos? Should be 34 to 26, which it is. Had to put some time on the clock, or take some time off the clock. 11:45 is how much we have left. So they'll be kicking off from the 20-yard line after the uh, penalty. Amherst is going to be getting the ball, excuse me. Sullivan's going to be kicking off from the 35-yard line of Amherst. So that's a big break for the Sailors. So it's going to be Connor Floyd. It looks like he's setting it up for an onside kick, and that's what they're doing, and it's covered right away. So the uh, it was uh, Derek John who covered it right away. So Amherst will have it for their fourth time in this second half, and they'll have it on their own 24-yard line. 11.45 left to go. So the Broncos are trying to do something offensively here. 
Otherwise, these sailors, their offense is running on all cylinders right now. Here's the pitch to Esperson. There's a hold, so this one's probably going to come back. Esperson's driven out right at the line of scrimmage by a host of sailors, including Maverick Naughton. We're going to wait and see what it is. It is a hold against the Broncos. So everything right now going Sailors' way, and they're just down by six points, 34, excuse me, by eight points, 34 to 26. Math was always my strong point. After the flag and the step-off here, Amherst is going to have it at their own 13. they got to get all the way up to the 33, so that's about 20. I can do that. So, Rody, with eye formation, we'll set them down when the clock is going, and there it is. So, Rody comes forth. And he's looking to pass. He wants to get some of that yardage back. He's rolling out. He's in trouble, and he's brought down at the 10-yard line. Great defense there by Ty Modi. Came in to sack Rody, the quarterback, and it's second down now. And 20, at least. We're at the 10, not 23 yet. Didn't get anything out of that. Rody drops straight back again. He's in trouble. Steps up, steps up, throws the ball down the field. Intercepted by Will White. And Will White still on his feet. This is to the five-yard line. Sutherland will have it at the Amherst. Five-yard line, first and goal. The Sailors about ready to retake the lead after trailing by 20 here in the second half. Dallas, under center, eye formation. And the ball's loose. Anyway, whatever it was, is either a carry or a loose ball that the Sailors keep it, and they have it at the four. So it's a gain of one. Second and goal from the four. The football has been elusive here in the second half. Douse under center. Snap, pitch to Connor Floyd. Connor Floyd is in the end zone. Touchdown, Sailors. and with a successful conversion here, we will be knotted up with 10-08 left to go in this game. What a game we are seeing here tonight in Sutherland. The tie, Douse, under center. Pitch to Connor again. Connor goes to the right side. He's in for the two-point conversion. We are tied up. Thirty-four, thirty-four, 
10.08 left to go in this ballgame, and Amherst will get the kickoff when we come back in 60 seconds. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. For all your custom slaughtering and meat processing, call Belschner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belschner Custom Meats has everything you need to fill your freezer with locally raised beef and pork. From steaks, roast, and hamburger, why go anywhere else when you have the best meat right here in Amherst? Belschner is a very proud supporter of all of our youth and their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in and out of the game. Been, as it has been for most of the evening when Connor Floyd kicked off, except for the onside kick. That one goes into the end zone, and the Broncos will take it over on their own 15-yard line. We're tied up at 34. 10.08 left to go in this ball game. Class D1 winner advances to the second round next Wednesday night. Nice run by Esperson off the left side. He gets up near the... 20 of about four or five. We'll call it second down. The uh, winner of this one gets Bergwell or Palmer. And that game I have not seen an update on yet, but we will uh, check on here in a second. Here's the pitch to Esperson. Esperson around the left side. He'll be close to the first down. Let's see where they mark him. He stepped out at the 22-23. Need to get to the 25, so third down and a couple. Burwell leads Palmer 20-12. That's in the second quarter, so winner of that one gets the winner of this one. Inside handoff and the first down up to the 30-yard line is Esperson. So it'll be first down and 10 for the Broncos. They've had a rough go on the ground here in the second half compared to the running game in the first half. Pitch to Esperson again, and he will get maybe one or two yards off the far side. He's knocked out by Ty Money. So it'll be second down, give him two, second down and eight, maybe a long, long eight. They have the ball at their own 32-yard line. Brody brings him up, flips it to Esperson on this side, gets some blocking, but not much there. Good defense by the Sailors as they come in and swarm around him. Noah Holm in there and also Connor Floyd. So it's third down and nine. Big play coming up here for both teams. The Sailors would like to get the ball back and take the lead back. They have not had it since the first quarter. 
right after the opening drive by Amherst, which they threw an interception. Connor Floyd ran at 60 yards for a touchdown. Since then, it was Amherst until the Sailors here at the second half have come out and tied it up. There's a pass that's complete to Jaron Fox, but immediately he was brought down by Will White, who's playing one whale of a game defensively here tonight. And it'll be fourth down and eight. Now they're going to call it a long seven. So they'll have to punt. And Sutherland will get it back. Oh, bad snap. And the Sailors will have it at the 25-yard line of Amherst. Sutherland covers the bad snap, and they take over on the Amherst 25-yard line. 8-0-1 left to go in this, and the Sailors trying to get their first lead since the first quarter. And off off the left side to Bennett Floyd. Gets up towards the 20. Give him just about four. Second down and six. Near hash mark, moving right to left in this final quarter. Sailors trying to improve to seven and two and move on to the second round of the Class B1 playoffs. Amherst trying to get to four and five and move on to that second round. Again, uh, Connor Floyd with the nuts Bennett. Or excuse me, that was Connor. Connor gets it across the 20, so it's third down, about four yards to go. Tied at 34. Dallas under center. Pitches it back to Floyd. Floyd evades three tackles and gets the first down. Connor Floyd gets it down to the 13. It'll be first down for the Sailors. At the Amherst 13-yard line, 6.42, clock running in the ballgame. Down center center. They're trying to retake the lead. Inside handoff to Bennett Floyd, and he is inside the five. All the way down to about the three or four. So it'll be first and goal. They'll call it at about the three. First and goal from the three. See if Bennett or Connor get it. Connor's scored them all so far. Dallas under center. Hand off to Connor. Connor, though, they keyed on him and stopped his progress right away. So it'll be second down and goal. Back to about the three-and-a-half-yard line. And they'll say that to four. Dallas runs in with the play. Plenty of time. 5.52 left to go. You don't want to really leave a lot of time on the clock. Inside handoff to Bennett, and Bennett's not getting there. 
It'll be third and goal. Stop in there by Jackson Tobenheim. So it's third and goal. About the two. Still have two two shots to get into the end zone to take the lead. Dallas brings it up. He will pitch it to Connor. Connor goes into the end zone. Touchdown, Sailors. They've retaken the lead. Connor Floyd makes it 40 to 34, Sutherland. With 5.10 left to go. Now, his conversion coming up to take a little stress off. Dallas under center passes it. And it is incomplete. Don't know who it was. I think it was Noah Holm that was uh, intended the receiver, but the pass was not accurate enough for him to bring it in. And we got a sailor down. So it's 40 to 34, 510 left. Amherst will have it for their sixth possession when we come back in 30 seconds. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. Sullivan has taken the lead in this small game here late in in the game. They led 8-0, and then the next thing you know, it was 26-8 in favor of Amherst. And that's where we were at halftime. And then Sutherland came out, scored the first drive in the second half to make it 26-20. to And then Amherst came and scored right back, making it 34-20. Since that time, it's been all Sutherland. They now lead it 40-34. to It's a six-point lead. Not sure who the player is that's down. They're still looking them over inside the 10-yard line, but one of the sailors... Has hobbled up a little bit there. Now they're bringing him up. Might have been a cramp. Looks like it's the quarterback. The starting quarterback for Amherst went out in the first half. And now it looks like that the starting quarterback for the Sailors is walking off very gingerly here latter part of this game and we hope that everything is okay there. He's not putting any pressure on his left foot. They're bringing him off the sideline so the Sailors will be kicking it off. The Broncos will be receiving now trailing which they have not done since early in the first quarter or I should say middle of the first quarter or so. 
Sailors with a lot of momentum here in this second half. They came out and just put the stop to the Broncos' running game. And that's something they haven't been very comfortable with. And, again, they're starting quarterbacks on the sideline. Here's Floyd's kickoff, which every one of them has gone into the end zone, except for the one that he wanted to the onside kick. So the Broncos will start on their own 15-yard line. 5-10 left to go in this exciting first-round class D1 playoff game. Burwell Palmer, 20-12 in the second quarter. The winner of this one gets that one. As the Broncos come up to the line, first down and 10 from their own 15. Esperson sneaks up the middle, gets up to about the 17. It'll be second down and seven. Time will start to be, will come into play here or keep it on the ground. Lodi brings him up. In the handoff, big hole for Esperson on the near side. He will be close to the first down. He's driven out by Noah Holm. And it will be a first down and 10 for the Broncos. Right right across the 25-yard line, their own 25-yard line. Dow brings him up. And he keeps it himself and runs up the middle for a pretty good chunk of change there to about the 32. And we're having another. Now he's down. Well, I don't know if Amherst can afford to lose another quarterback. But he is down. And he's down at the 32. So things are starting to uh, pile up as far as injuries are concerned on both sides. Dallas, uh, the starting quarterback for the Sailors, He's down on the sideline here being looked at. And now the second quarterback that the Broncos have had is down just across the 32. We'll take a 30-second timeout. We'll be back right after this. Living in the Sandhills is a choice made by the resilient. Town and Country Bank is truly your hometown bank. We've been serving the central Nebraska region since 1905. We currently have offices in the communities of Ravenna, Pleasanton, Kearney, and Litchfield. Town and Country Bank is locally owned and managed. We pride ourselves in serving you through exceptional personal service. We also strive to offer you the latest in technological advancements. Stop by and visit with us about your financial needs or just to chat. The hometown bank with a big interest in serving you. We are Town and Country Bank. is uh, walking off but with some assistance and he is also putting very little weight on his left leg. So now we have three quarterbacks down in this game. Two for Amherst, one for Sutherland and now uh, let's see who's going to be in there leading this team which they need to come up with a score. Second down and about four. The ball's loose. It's covered up by the Broncos, 
the quarterback is a sophomore, Paxton Hauser, and he's uh, not taking many snaps. You can tell, and that time he just dropped it on the on the turf. So it's third down and five. He has an eye formation. This time he hangs on to it, pushes it back. There's going to be a halfback pass, and it's down the field. It's picked off by the Sailors. Picked off by Will White. And the Sailors, with the lead, 40-34, to will get the ball back. For their seventh possession here. And they'll start at their own 28-yard line, and the Sailors call timeout. Because they will probably want to eat some time off. 3.43 left to go in this one. They lead it 40-34, to 34, and we're back in 30 seconds. Copeland Electric. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. Back to Sutherland. The Sailors are just three minutes and 43 seconds away from moving on to the second round of the Class D1 State High School football playoffs. They lead it 40 to 34. They haven't taken any in the second half. First down and 10. Here's the snap. There's a fumble, and the Broncos have it. It's picked up, and a Ankle tackle by, I can't, I can't tell you who it is. He just saved that touchdown. But Tanner Druicky, oh, my gosh. So a fumble. And the Broncos have it now. They're going to have it at the Sutherland nine-yard line. Wow. A lot of, we, I mentioned this earlier, the, the football has been elusive, and that's another fumble. And Rody's back in the ball game. He hands it off to Esperson. Esperson up the middle to about the five. So Rody's back in there. And it will be second and goal from the six-yard line. If they score, they will tie the game up. With 3-12, the clock is running. That The two-point conversion would give them lead. Brody sets him down, takes his time. He's waiting to see the back judge start the clock. I don't know about that yet. He hasn't scored yet. And the handoff, not going anywhere. I'm not sure I'd run the clock down yet. Esperson stopped right at the line, at the five-yard line, so it's third down and goal. I would think if you're Amherst, you'd want to get into the end zone first. Don't worry about the uh, running some time off. So now big third down play here. 2.31 left to go in this one. 40-34. to 34. Sailors had just come up with interception. Looked like they were going to milk the 
clock down, but then they have a fumble, and now the Broncos have a chance to tie this game back up, and we have a timeout. And Amherst calls timeout. So the Broncos call a timeout. We're going to take a timeout. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. We're back in Sutherland as the Broncos have a third down and goal at the Sutherland six-yard line. They're trying to tie this game back up and then possibly take the lead, and we only have two minutes and 19 seconds left. Remember, Dallas, the starting quarterback's on the sideline, so the backup quarterback's the one that fumbled the, the, the snap, as did the uh, Amherst backup quarterback. Here's a sweep by Shields, and Shields will get back to the five, and that's it. So it'll be fourth and goal. Good stop by Noah Holm there for the Sailors. Shields has come in, the 5'8 junior, to add a little extra. He's come in quite a bit in the backfield to spell Esperson. So now this is it. Fourth down and goal. The Sailors can stop him here. Then they have a chance to run the clock down again. Rody under center. And a timeout going to be called by Sutherland. These coaches used their total allotment of timeouts. I will tell you that. But this is huge right now for the Sutherland Sailor defense as they do not want the Broncos to score on this fourth and goal from the Sutherland five-yard line. So, as I said, we've lost the – we had at one time all three quarterbacks because Amherst had seen – we had seen Rody and also – Stokebrand, both in the first half. Stokebrand got injured. We haven't seen him since. Rody's been the quarterback since then, but then he got hurt, and they had to bring in Paxton Hauser. And then Douse went down for Sutherland just before the interception the Sailors defense got, and he's still on the training bench here, but he's up and watching the game. So this is... A huge play. Rody brings him up. Eye formation, fourth and goal. Takes it, snaps it. They want to pass. Nope. Esperson's going to run it. There's a flag down. He's caught from behind. So this could be the Sailors football if it's not against Sutherland. Hold against the Broncos. They'll decline it. And the Sailors have stopped him on fourth and goal. Sutherland is taken back over, and they'll have the ball at their own six-yard line. Great job by the Sutherland defense. Esperson got the football, rolled out here to the near side, was going to pass it down into the end zone, but had nowhere to go, so then he decided to run it, and he was brought down in a massive red. Okay, I'm going to see who the quarterback is here because now we're going to have another timeout because we haven't, well, we have a delay of game. 
Wow. So what it looks like is, you can see the number here, looks like the quarterback is Samuel Foster, the freshman. That's what I can ascertain at this moment. Yes, that's who it is. I remember he fumbled the snap that gave the Broncos a chance. So you can bet he's going to have a pretty good hold on this one. He does. He hands it off, and here comes Bennett Floyd up to the nine-yard line. And with a minute and a half left, not sure if the Broncos are going to be calling timeouts or not. Sure doesn't look like it. Now, now are they? Second down and eight. Clock is going. Here's the snap. Hand off to Floyd. Floyd up the middle. Gets across the 10. Timeout now by the Broncos. They will use up all the timeouts they have left. I don't know how many they have left. They let a lot of time go the last one, a minute two left. So it's third down. What they're hoping is is that their defense will stop the Sailors here, and then they can possibly stop the clock, get the ball on a punt, and have another chance to get into the end zone. I'm sure that's what they're thinking is. If the Sailors can get a first down here, then I'm not sure there's anything else they can do. So it's coming down as this whole game should have come down to the last few plays of this ball game. What a game it has been, and the fans here on both sides of the field have seen a doozy for the opening round of the Class D1 State High School football playoffs. Seating-wise, this was the number eight and number nine, so you knew it was going to be a good one. Amherst came in losing four in a row. Foster under center, eye formation. Bennett Floyd up the gut. Or was that? It will be short. So it's fourth down. And then Amherst calls a timeout. So there is 57 seconds left. We'll give you the set up the scene here. It'll be fourth down. Five to go, four or five to go. Some of them on their own 13-yard line. So we'll probably see a punt here. And Amherst will get the ball back with very little time left with a chance to still get it in the end zone. But we'll see. Uh, punting, Punting tonight's been really good by both teams. They're going to send back deep for the Broncos, Esperson. And Holm will be standing at about his uh, one or two yard line. Here's the snap. Punt is up. The ball is going to hit the 39 and be downed at the 32. So that's where it will be with 46 seconds left. Amherst will have a couple of shots on the field, 40 to 34. 
Sutherland leads it. The winner advances on to the second round against either Burwell or Palmer. Burwell was winning that game. The last update we got. Here we go. Rhodey's in the shotgun. Two wideouts here on the near side over the middle. It's incomplete. Esperson, the intended receiver, right around the 35-yard line of Sutherland, but the throw was in the was in the dirt. Brody back to pass, throws it over the middle. It's incomplete. Barbara, the intended, excuse me, Pox. Uh, Pox is the intended receiver, Jaron Pox. That brings up third down. We have 34 seconds left to go. Third and 10. Oh, there's a flag down. And the flag is going to be for holding, is my guess. So let's see what the coaches say. They're going to move them back. So it's holding against the Broncos. And the flag is at the 24. So it should be the 14-yard line, if this time the map is right, and it is. So it's way back there now. Second down and long for the Broncos. They have to go all the way up to the 37-yard line of Sutherland. Brody throws it down the field, and it is tipped around and incomplete. Third down. It was right near the first down yardage. And it was intended for Colton Vavra. So it's third down now. And a lot. And there's just 27 seconds left to go in this game. They're at their own 14. They need to get it to the 37 of Sutherland. There's the snap. Back to pass, Brody. Pumps once. Got plenty of time. Throws it downfield. And it is popped up into the air and almost caught. Almost caught by one of the Amherst Broncos on the rebound, but went through his hands, and so it's fourth down. So this is it. Fourth down, long ways to go with seven seconds left. The Sailors trying to hang on to a 40 to 34 lead. Trips here to the near side. Here's the pass by Rody. It is incomplete. This game will turn over to the Sutherland Sailors with 10 seconds left, and they will get the ball. And Sutherland will run the ball out. They have it on their own for the Amherst 14-yard line. And the Sailors will go to 7-2 and two and will advance on to you play their Burwell or Palmer. 20-12, to 12, Burwell leads Palmer in the first half. They will kneel it, and this game is over. The Sailors have defeated the Amherst Broncos 40-34. We'll come back, run down, if we have time, we'll run down the second half. But we will also bring you the player of the game, 
for both teams, brought to you by Allo Communications and also the play of the game, brought to you by Swift Auto Center. We'll do that after this two-minute timeout. My grandfather was an orthopedic surgeon in Omaha, and he told me not to go into medicine. And my wife said that she would never marry a doctor, and so I went to be a PA. And one night, called her, said, I'm going to be home late, and she said, well, you should have just gone to medical school. So at that point, I went back through medical school. It's kind of what I've always wanted to do. One of the things that kind of attracted me to Mary Lanning, you see that they take good care of people. I've always wanted to practice in a smaller town, and Mary Lanning had all the qualities that we were searching for in our job and our location and where to raise our children. And I think Hastings was the perfect fit for us. This is where we were supposed to be. I'm Brent Hood, orthopedic surgeon, Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. The doctors at ENT Physicians of Kearney are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, and head and neck disorders in patients of all ages. We have proudly provided Kearney and the surrounding areas with ENT and audiology services since 1994. We're excited to introduce full-time allergy services for both adults and children. We strive to provide the highest quality care here in Kearney and at five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Make an appointment today with Dr. Connolly, Dr. Owen, or myself, Dr. Johnson, here at ENT Physicians of Kearney and see why experience matters to us specializing in you. Gary Michaels Clothiers is celebrating, celebrating 35 years of business in Hastings and five years in downtown Kearney. Celebrating you, our terrific customers who have made us so successful. Take 35% off all in-stock suits and sport coats, 25% off all men's and ladies' clothing, an additional 20% off all clearance clothing and shoes, door prizes for a new suit, Brighton purse, and so much more. Come celebrate at Gary Michaels Clothiers in downtown Hastings and Kearney. 